0: Hello, and welcome to Moments with Foo. I'm your host, James Foo Torres, but you can call me Foo. It's the name of the podcast. Today, I have Vince Warnock, and he's a best-selling author, a publisher, and the host of Chasing the Insights, which is a top podcast in Australia. Amazing, dude. I'm, I can't wait to to get into this. But first, Vince, how are you? I am
1: fantastic, man. I mean, first of all, any chance you and I get to hang out is always going to be a lot of fun, but also you get to be on your podcast. This is
0: excellent. <laughs> Exactly. That's how I see the podcast. It's just like, well, let's have an interesting conversation and record it. And that's it. Let's have fun with it and just give value. So um, on that note, uh, let's uh, kick it off with a quick introduction about yourself and your company.
1: Oh, sure. Well, um, man, I'll give you the quick whirlwind tour of Vince's life. <laughs> so my, my life has never been linear. It's kind of like spaghetti. I was you know, a radio announcer for a number of years on a top radio station, trained as an electronics engineer, sound engineer, but I then discovered my two passions, which is technology and people. And the intersection of those was marketing. And that became my career. So I created and sold a number of businesses. I was always either CEO or CMO there. Um, came off the back of my largest acquisition ever. So it was a multi-eight-figure exit after, after about three and a half years of a lot of stress and anxiety. Um, but then joined the team at Signor Insurance and became the chief marketing officer there. And I was at Signor for five years. And I tell you now, on paper... Dream job, like what most CMOs would aspire to be. You know, you, the pay is ridiculous. The bonuses are, are embarrassingly large. the The work you get to do is fascinating. I got to do really advanced AI projects. I uh, got to tour the world, speaking on stages, and got the recognition. Uh, at that time, I got picked by Adobe as one of the top fifty marketers in the world. Published my first book when I'm there. Everything just seemed amazing, and yet I'm sitting in my office absolutely miserable and i feeling really guilty about that as well because I realized that most marketers this is their dream job you're a, you're a chief marketing officer at a fortune 100 company this is the pinnacle of your career and I had that and didn't want it so I had to kind of process why that was and realize it was because I was incredibly unfulfilled uh, I wasn't where I'm supposed to be which is helping people and in particular helping entrepreneurs Uh, Because I've got such a soft spot for entrepreneurship. So that transitioned very easily into what I do now, which is helping entrepreneurs to market their business, to show up and to be visible. And I do that through a publishing company. So I help a lot of people become published authors. In fact, we've got a 100% track record on best-selling authors so far. So I don't want to jinx it, but I'm pretty damn happy with that. Um, But also uh, helping people with marketing, coaching, obviously running my podcast um, and doing a lot of work in the Web3 space as well. So I literally get to just live my dream life right now. I'm just having so much fun. It's unbelievable.
0: That's amazing. I mean, and that's why uh, Jennifer connected us, because yep. when I had her on my podcast, uh, she was like, hey, I'm like, uh, this guy is like in the Web3. He's a great podcaster, like a lot of similarities, because, you know, I love Web3. I'm all about yep future technology ai and and i want to dig deeper and deeper and like now that i that i met you it's a, it's a great connection to kind of get deeper and, and learn from from the things that you're doing and and just bounce ideas off like the things that i'm doing in my in my uh industry and just in general with the people that i relate myself to um awesome. <laughs> so uh um i i always like to ask my guest do you have uh any advice or actionable tips for the audience, which are business leaders that uh, regards to your expertise?
1: Oh man, there's one bit of advice I give to every single business leader and it makes them recoil. And in a lot of cases, they go, <gasps> but that seems overwhelming, but it never is. And that is write a book. You need to be a published author. Like I always talk about the concept of thought leadership. And if you like to understand true thought leadership, it's pretty simple. True thought leadership is just you as a leader having something different to say, like something that may be a different way of explaining a concept in your industry or a different approach to something or something unique and that you bring to the table and an audience that's willing to listen to that. So if you're those two things combined, you are a thought leader. However, there are all these, in fact, I worked out there's about 13 pillars of perceived thought leadership so these are the things that when you have them like for example being a TEDx speaker you know obviously getting on stages getting on other people's podcasts all of these things when you hear these uh, when people see this about you they think oh wow this person must be a thought leader so in their eyes you're elevated but the two that are by, by far the most prominent one of them is having your own podcast but the number one by far is being a published author and, and it makes sense. Like it always baffled me at first because when, when my first book was published, uh, everyone kept telling me, you don't understand the doors that's going to open for you, Vince. You don't understand how many conferences will start asking you to be on stage or how many people will want you in their network or how many people want you to teach this stuff. And I'm like, whatever. And then I published the first book and I'm like, oh, wow, they weren't even exaggerating. Like they were, they were actually downplaying it because they thought I couldn't understand it. But the reason is like most people look at you and go, if you're a published author, you must have something pretty special to say. Now the reality is whether you're published or not you have the same thing to say but what they perceive is they look at it and go writing a book is a huge amount of effort right and it's overwhelming for a lot of people when they look at this so they think if you're the one that's taken that effort that's actually made that effort that actually produced this book you must have something pretty special to add so in their mind they elevate you just based on that alone and that's you know i mean that is true most people don't write a book so honestly every business owner if you really want to be a thought leader in your industry you really want to be considered um something a bit different from everyone else then you really do need to get a published book.
0: I 100% agree with that. I mean peer authority has a publishing arm uh, because of that reason because I yeah. realized how authoritative that is and, and and how simple it can really get uh, to 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 the people that are writing the book when you uh, pick somebody that already knows you know what they're doing and doing self-publishing like you or like you know I, I've, I've done uh, a best-selling book too uh through my publishing arm and, and and it's it's a matter of just having that system and then you're already an expert, right? Like that's just yeah. most likely that, that you're already an expert, you're doing something. So it's just a matter of sharing your story, sharing your expertise, testimonials, and 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 get, get people to that journey. Uh yeah. because it, it's it's something I like I like the way that I like to describe it, other than the authority, which is huge, is a way for people to like dip their toes in the water to get a <laughs> taste of how how do you think like who you are rather than just going straight to buying your services uh, or your product like they can get into your mind first for usually very affordable price yeah exactly
1: plus the other thing too and this is the thing we forget is in fact i, I had this really embarrassing moment where i was sitting there for going okay i need to come up with some content i was running a group program and i was having one of those weeks where my head was all foggy and i'm like oh man i got too many things running oh, i need to do a masterclass with them And I thought, what am I going to do a masterclass on? I've covered all these different things, and then I was like, man, I need to come up with some fresh content. Then realized I saw my book sitting on my desk, and realized, and literally wrote a book. Every chapter of this is some amazing content. I just took a chapter and presented it to them. It was all about curiosity blew their minds. I was like, man, they gave me such good feedback. And I'm like, it's literally in the book that all of you said you bought and all of you said you read. And now I'm presenting it to you. You're like, wow, this is so fresh. But it just, it helps you to articulate your thinking, helps you to explain your methodologies, explain you know what you're trying to teach to be. And it just gives you a never ending resource to use as a lead magnet, as a value add an upsell, cross sell, so many other things.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love it. I mean, I've seen this, um, somebody in my network right now that if you already have a published book, she does your whole content strategy based on the content that you have in the book already. Nice. So you don't have to even get, Oh, just give me your book and I'll just give you a whole content strategy based on just your book content. Um, I mean, that's I, a genius idea. <laughs> yeah, now <laughs> now, to now it, that's something that. to, yeah, yeah. to have in mind. Right. Uh, yeah. When I saw that, I was like, damn, like, cause people are like yeah. content, content, already have a book published like taking that and turning it into content is it's very very clever uh it's all about just sitting because then you already have it right it's just like do the the strategy so it's pretty cool um what are some challenges and maybe roadblocks that that you've seen friction points that you've seen from people from you know getting to to do their book and and I think that's like the main thing right
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I I think there's, there's three that I see are the most common. There's one before you even write a book. And that is probably the feeling that everyone of you listening to this right now that don't already have a book felt immediately when I said write a book, which is that sense of overwhelm. And the thought of writing a book seems like an incredibly huge task. But the fact is, it never is as big as you think it is, and there are so many different ways you can become an author as well. It doesn't have to be your full, um, you know, biography or your, you know, your magnum opus or whatever. It doesn't have to be this full masterpiece of um, literature. It can be a book about your expertise. It can be a mini book. And we do a lot of these where they're around 70 pages. And that doesn't take long to write at all. Trust me on that. Uh, A mini book, which adds value to people. It can be an anthology book where you team up with a bunch of other people. You write a chapter each. And then you put that book out. And you leverage each other's network for that as well. Uh, And it could be what I call a medium content book, which is uh, basically a book where it doesn't have as much writing in it, but it has some value add. So a good example of this is journals where they actually teach you about what you're journaling and then the journal is actually at the back part of the book. I actually did one of these, one of my books, Foo, was I just wrote this to prove a point around uh, medium content books. Uh, I had been on a journey around affirmations because someone said to me, oh, you have to do affirmations and their whole their whole platform's built on it. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's rubbish. I don't have time for that crap. I've got too much to do to stand in front of the mirror and go, hey, you're awesome. You're gorgeous. You know All that kind of stuff. Uh, and then they called me on it. And, and this is an embarrassing moment. They said, look, you literally wrote a book on experimentation, and yet you've made a conclusion without even trying something. And I went, oh, touche. You cow. That is awesome. So I said, right, I'm going to do this then. I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to do 30 days of affirmations right? But I'm going to take it seriously. I don't joke around with things like this. So it's a true experiment where I'm going to journal what I am feeling at any point, you know, through this and and journal the change that's doing in me or no change at all. Um, And then I'll also, while I'm doing this, study the neuroscience of it to see, because I'm fascinated by neuroscience, to see how it works. That 30 days is now three years. I still do it every single day. And and hats off to them for challenging me because I was completely utterly wrong. And I'm very happy to be wrong. Um, but it has genuinely changed my life. So I wrote a book about it. But the book is actually about 35 pages long, right? It is just me talking about my journey and the neuroscience, giving you a brief understanding of how the amygdala works and how our prefrontal cortex work and all this kind of things. The rest of the book is literally every page is a five word affirmation. And these were the affirmations that some of the affirmations that I used through my journey. Um, so, and I realized that I like really short affirmations. So I thought five word affirmation sounds really good. So I created like 160, 170 out of those. Um, so all of a sudden that becomes a full size book with very little effort. So these are the things that people don't consider. You can do a journal around that, a planner, all these kind of things as well. The second challenge that comes up is when you're actually writing your book. If you're writing a book about your area of expertise, and I do encourage you to do that, Then the second thing that comes up is creative block. And this is where, and it's not necessarily, people talk about writer's block where you're sitting there in front of a blinking cursor and you've got no idea what to write. It's not necessarily that. It's more around you've got something to say, but articulating it just seems like it's really difficult to try and explain it. So for that, there's multiple different things you can do. You can do a bit of deep work into where that's coming from, which I do encourage. But one of the best things ever is a tool that's available to all of you for free right now. And that's ChatGPT, like literally going in there, just trying to explain to ChatGPT in a conversational style what you're trying to say and just say, can you rewrite that? And it'll come back and it'll structure it in a way that usually creates a spark in your brain to go, oh, now I know how to explain it. And then you reword that into your own writing, obviously. You don't copy and paste from ChatGPT because it'd be very boring. Um, (laughs) But it does help you to articulate what you're trying to get across. So so that's a really good way of dealing with that creative block. And it will also, using those kind of tools, will accelerate your writing as well. It'll help you to write faster, to, to keep in the flow, which is really, really important. And the last kind of barrier is probably the biggest barrier and that strikes every single person i don't care who you are unless you're a sociopath and i'm pretty certain none of you here are sociopaths you will get hit by imposter syndrome and self-doubt and and this happens usually as you near the end of the book your book writing process because all of a sudden your subconscious brain's going hey by the way this book's now going to be in front of people and they're going to read it and they're going to think you're an idiot or they're going to go who the hell do you think you are writing a book like <laughs> what do you what, what makes you think you have anything special to say um so this is a process that every author goes through and to give you an example of that uh for i was uh when adobe recognized me as one of the top 50 marketers we actually were all together they were, they'd only picked the top 25 and we were all we all went out to dinner together and i'm there with you know seth godin with brian solace and handley just a bunch of all my heroes in the industry and i remember talking to some of them and they they knew that i was writing a book at the time that was one of my first book and they turned around and they said oh so you're going through the whole self-doubt thing now are you and i went yeah, but I don't want to admit that to you. What do you mean? <laughs> and they're like, yep. And one of them, I won't name him because I want to embarrass him. Um, but he was writing his eighth book, seven previous books, all New York Times bestsellers. Like This guy is someone that every time he puts something out, I buy it, I consume it, I love it, I learn from it and I grow. And he was writing his eighth book and he said, oh yeah, I'm at that point now. So I'm sitting there going, Uh, you know all these internal voices saying to me you should have stopped five books ago or everyone's going to read this and think you're an amateur and you don't know what you're doing and you're making this up as you go along and I'm like wait what you and he goes yeah man we all go through that so so to do that you really just need to understand imposter syndrome you understand what you're going through but getting yourself an accountability coach or writing coach will genuinely transform that so actually aligning with someone like Fu and myself where we can actually go through that process encourage you keep you on track and things as well
0: yeah i completely completely agree with that because i i felt that you know i also have a book out and and or two because I, I had a chapter on, on another one and and, and yeah, the same thing. It's like, damn, this gotta get out. Like, yeah. uh, people are gonna think about me, and uh, I, I got, I got that for sure. And it's, it's,
1: it's the funny thing, man. I, I genuinely think anyone who's written a book or is in the process of writing a book was just nodding away, going, "Damn it, <laughs> get out of my brain," because that's what we all go through. All of us.
0: Yeah, and, and, and then you know that's I, That's why something that I say in basically every every episode is that one of the key words for this podcast is perspective because yep. I bring people here so you know you hear from from Vince you hear from a, a lot of people doing all kinds of different money in different industries and, and and telling you like hey doesn't matter if I'm a multimillionaire doing all these things I still think that I've I'm, I'm imposter syndrome I still wake up and think oh my God I'm so far behind like yeah. like regardless how far they already are uh so so that is something that 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 we, we all go through so it, it's a great it's a good thing for the audience to be like oh okay i'm not alone right yeah. everybody goes through that so i can I tell anyone...
1: you that it doesn't matter what you're going through you're not alone um and that's something that people need to understand as i need to understand on a regular basis as well because every time you face a barrier you're like oh man i'm the only person in the world that's ever gone through this <laughs> and you realize that most people have felt the same we just don't talk about it you know i, I had this for with a, a peer of mine in the uk and she went quiet on me for a bit. Like she, you know, every day she was doing a Facebook live. Every day she was engaging with people, suddenly did radio silence. And I'm like, oh, wow. I thought, I know she's not on holiday because I know we're holiday is coming up because we catch up on a regular basis. So I thought i better reach out and make sure she's all right. And I sent her a message, no reply, sent her a message. I'm like, you know I'm going to hound you until you reply. She goes, oh, fine, I'm okay. Now, from this person, high extrovert like myself, when they say I'm okay, that translates to, I'm really not okay. I'm spiraling at the moment. I really need help, but I don't know how to word it. I don't know how to ask help. So I said, look, jump on a, jump on a Zoom call with me. And she goes, oh, I can't. I haven't done my hair. I haven't done my makeup. And I went, well, neither have I. <laughs> I'm bald and I don't wear makeup, but you know. Um, and she goes, okay, fine. Jumped on there and she was spiraling. Like all of us go through as entrepreneurs. And the reason was she had achieved quite a bit of success. Her group program was doing really well. Um, And she was getting all these opportunities. And two of them got, uh, she got two of these opportunities at the same time. One of them was from a reporter from Forbes who said, look, we really want to profile you and the work you're doing around this area. Um, And we want to, you know, basically we want you to write up a piece for us. So they gave her the guidelines. The other thing was a corporate that had reached out to her and said, we really need this in our thing. We're going to pay you damn good money. uh, Can you put together a proposal? And those two things at the same time, um, a week later, she hadn't started either of them. Two weeks later, she hadn't started either of them. And the reason is because she thought, once I do this, um, they're going to realize I'm an amateur, and they're going to realize they reached out to the wrong person. And all this self-doubt kicked in. Uh, Two weeks became three weeks. Three weeks became four weeks. And now she's at the point where it's embarrassing. And she felt ashamed of the fact that she hadn't even started these things. And they were trying to contact her, and she would ignore their messages. And she was just going into the shame spiral. And she was telling me all of this and being very vulnerable and very open with me about it. And I just turned around and said, oh, man i do that all the time and she goes wait what you and i said yeah i said this happens every now and then i said i had one of this three months ago had a uh, insurance company over here in new zealand a a brokerage who reached out and said look we need your help we know everyone we talk to says you're the expert on this so can we and i said well i I don't get out of bed for less than fifty thousand dollars because i didn't want to work with them and they went yeah, let's do it. I mean, damn it. Now I have to work with it. They said, cool, put together a proposal. And I realized, here's the kicker. I realized I could clearly see what they needed to do. This is stuff I could do in my sleep. I'm like, man, this is like, I can see the roadmap for them for success. This is easy. I could do that in a weekend. And it was a weekend's worth of work. And they were going to pay me, it was way more than 50,000 in the end. But I procrastinated and procrastinated and procrastinated until I actually had to swallow my pride I reached out to them and said, look, I'm really sorry. I actually was very open with them and said, look, I'm really sorry. I spiraled in my own head. Um, I thought if I put together a proposal for you, you're going to compare that with agencies. I'm not an agency. And you're gonna, And they went, dude, just get your ass in here. We'll get a whiteboard. We'll get some markers. We'll map out where we need to go and we'll do it from there. I said, done. And and when I told her that, the sense of relief on her to go, I thought I was the only person that dealt with that. And I'm like, no, no, most of us deal with this at times. So we've got to understand that you're not alone, and we need to talk about these things a lot more.
0: Definitely, I mean it's it's just, it, like that mental health and and being able to have a support group, being able to yeah. have mechanisms to unstuck yourself because you gotta get stuck, right? Like you oh, said, yeah, absolutely. It's just yeah. a, a matter of developing support systems that includes people, activities, yeah. and, and and things to even create the awareness. Yeah. Oh, this is what's happening. This is, let me talk to these people and let me, and, and, and let me do these things that I know they're going to get me out of it. Right. So it's just yeah. kind of having like an emergency kit, but for, like for your mind basically. Right. Yeah. For those blocks. Yeah, that. And that's something that should everybody uh, should have. And I, I, I'm blessed that I get, you know, I get things like this all the time. And, and I just yeah. call my friends, call my family. I talk to to my circle, my advisors and everything. And then just like, okay, let's get moving. Uh and, and I just keep pushing. And that's how like I've been in business now for getting close to three years now. Like it's a little that's, bit over like yeah. two years and nine months. And and it's been uh it's been a journey for sure, a lot of things. But uh it's just a matter of getting the right people around me that that can yeah. support me. So and and, and then one uh one uh, kind of like last topic that I like to to cover with you you kind of s- sneaked it in a little bit is is that AI and Web three right because I know that you're very big into into that so um uh, uh, you know regarding regarding that AI and Web three what advice do you have for people to start getting like obviously there's a lot to do with it so what do you be like something to where to start and what to look ahead for
1: what's coming yeah well definitely the first thing i would say to you all is um for all of these things they're incredibly overwhelming when you first look at them so it's kind of like writing a book you look at nfts for example anything in the web3 space you look at ai and using ChatGPT, gbt even and you're like but i don't even know where to start i'm not some machine learning engineer or machine language engineer i'm not an ai specialist or a data scientist you don't have to be honestly the best thing you can do is play And with ChatGPT, I highly encourage every one of you to play with that. Every one of you, like, in fact, uh, my other bit of advice, cheekily, is buy my book because I put a book out about ChatGPT for marketing. Um, I highly encourage you to read those kind of things. It's really simple. And when you start using it, it will blow your mind, the potential and what it will unlock for you. And what it does is accelerates your content creation, accelerates your ideation, accelerates your creativity, and just can provide you with so much knowledge. It's unbelievable. So definitely play around with that. Uh, when it comes to the Web3 space, again, playing around is is a little bit more risky in the NFT space because there are some bad eggs there. But start to understand the technology. Like I take time every day. I I, I schedule two different times. I schedule creative time and I schedule learning time. And creative time is working on something that cannot be related to my business. So I've just written a children's book um, in my creative time. Um, I, I I do artwork in my creative time. I even create artwork for NFTs in my creative time, those kind of things. But the technology time, the learning time, is really about picking something like NFTs or smart contracts and actually just trying to learn and try to put it into simplistic terms. And use ChatGPT to explain it to you. Half the time, it explains it way better than anyone else can. Um, but then play around with that because if you understand the potential of what smart contracts and NFTs can do for your business, it'll blow your mind. Like, I'll give you an example. One of my clients uh, is a musician in this space and you know was basically finding a difficulty they didn't have a record label because they fired their record label um and then they were like i'm gonna make my money off touring it's gonna be so easy you know i'm gonna tour the world doing concerts and make lots of money and then of course the pandemic hit and they went oh well there goes all of my revenue all of my all of my income's now gone so um so they looked to the web3 world and thought how can i use nfts and by you know they produced a really amazing project where you know you buy this nft you get a song with it you also get a custom piece of art you get all these benefits that unlock as well like when you own this you can go to free concerts for this musician you can depending on the type of nft you've got you can even get studio time with them so many other things right so that's awesome. Sold these things out, made more money off that than basically 150 million Spotify downloads, made more money than they've ever made in their in their recording company before, uh, in, their, in their recording label. Um, but he was the kicker. And this is the bit that people don't realize about it. The other thing it did was it connected them with their true fans. And there's a prevalent theory in marketing called the thousand true fan theory. If you've never read the paper on that, you just need to. It's brilliant. But basically, what it means is you don't need millions. Like she didn't need to be at Wembley you know, with you know, uh, 100,000 people there or whatever. She doesn't need to be in Rio with half a million people there singing along with the songs and things. She needs to connect with her true fans. And we realized what we had done around this when in New York, she turns up to a bar, um, said to everyone, if you've got my NFT, you get free entry. I'm going to do a concert here. Standing room only, right? This place is jam-packed. She was like, oh, my goodness, this is crazy. And I'm like, yep. But then where the magic happened was the moment she started to strum the guitar and she went to sing the first lyric from the song and every single person in that bar knew every word and they sung along at the top of their lungs and it was overwhelming. She cried. I would cry too. I cried just hearing yeah. about it. My goodness, you know, but um, but that was the moment she realized this NFT series wasn't just, um, essentially, wasn't just trying to make some money. It wasn't trying to make a, a new revenue stream. It was finding the people who, that are there with you and these are the people that are dedicated to making you succeed because the the beauty of smart contracts and nfts is when you succeed they succeed so they're basically buying into you so the more popular you get the more well-known you get the more value those nfts hold so the more value that they actually have holding those things so so definitely play with that uh experiment learn don't be afraid of technology honestly and and the one thing to note is every new technology has its own terminology, has its own kind of you know words they use, its own little in-group and all this kind of thing. But the only reason we use fancy words in these things is because we're all incredibly insecure, and we think if we use fancy terminology, then you'll all think we're way more intelligent than we than we actually are. The reality is very different. Learn, you'll be surprised how quickly you'll learn it. You'll pick it up.
0: Yeah, and it's just a matter also of. Uh... Right, people trying to say the same thing with different words, so they gotta like, oh, somebody already used this word, so I gotta use other ones, right? So, um, <laughs> it, that's what comes into that too. Uh, but yeah, no, I completely agree. Like it, the thing about the NFT space uh, and just Web three in general, but more so the NFTs is about that that creating that community in getting people behind a project so it's almost kind of like crowdfunding or or like yeah. having your because people are like buying shares on you basically yeah. but they are nfts right like they're yeah. just like this digital currency in the blockchain it's non-fungible right like you can't change yeah. it so uh, the transparency that that provides the direct access to the to the yeah. to the creator uh, that that provides is, is amazing so that's Absolutely. why I, I believe in it and i, yeah. I really really yeah. love the that. other thing
1: to note about it as well fu is um now's the right time to get into this space and i said it for it's two cheap. reasons number one because you're not well yeah it's definitely cheap there's a the third reason <laughs> but the fact is it's not too late uh, right it's an emerging technology and you may think you're too late to it but i tell you now it's changing every day Because we're learning new things, we're developing new things, we're trying new things. So now's the time to get in. You're not too late at all. But the other reason is because the market is so unstable at the moment. As you said, Fu, it's really cheap at the moment because, you know, the number of high profile kind of collapses like the FTX exchange collapse, we had the Terra, which was a stable coin that collapsed. We've now had, of course, the um, Silicon Valley Bank collapse. All of these things cause instability in the markets. So that looks like the worst time to get into NFTs because you're like, well, this is really, really volatile. But no, now's the time to get into it because I tell you now, it will stabilize, it will get better. It has to, and I'll tell you why. Uh, If you look at who's investing in this, you look at the fact that Starbucks and Starbucks have set up an entire arm around their rewards loyalty system, which is all based on NFTs. You've got eBay, you've got Disney, you've got um, Dior, Gucci, uh, Christie's, you've got all of these major brands heavily investing in, uh, in oh, Amazon as well, heavily investing in NFTs and NFT technology, which means they have entire teams that are sitting there going, where is the world heading? We want to be ahead of everyone else. They're in the space. And now's the time for you to get in there and learn. And you will be ahead of 99% of the population. It's insane.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it is It is definitely a, a, a thing. It's just a matter of, making sure that you're taking blue chip right or or supporting specific artists that okay this is an artist that whatever happens i like his journey right now right so it's just a matter because it's it's there's nothing like soup like nothing shows more support than putting your money where your mouth is you can share something on instagram and oh my friend or something uh but when you're putting your money where your mouth is that's that's real support right there so have that in mind uh because another thing that um, what i see that this is this this is going is this is gonna be decentralized everything so social media soon enough like let's say i would i would estimate like three three years or so maybe a little more to five years but the new Instagram is gonna be decentralized, the new Facebook's gonna be decentralized, and now people because what says more about you the pictures that you edited and put there, are very perfect, or the type of art or tokens or whatever that you yeah. bought, right? Like where you put your money says a lot more than this perfect picture of you that you took at the perfect moment and edited and all that, right? So that's where like social media, damn what's your social media? It's like, oh, let me see. And then you see your public wallet and you're like, yeah. get a sense of who's this person based on like, oh, like we have this in common. I have one of these. And, and, and the reason that I bought it is because I'm a socially responsible business leader or, or all those different things, right? Like you're putting your money where your mouth is and it's public there. Like that that is the the future of social media. Cause then after that, it's just, Oh, there's chats here that you can add, talk in this group privately, right? where the Discord and all these things. And all this is going to be way more immersive and everything interconnected. I, I will say, special. though,
1: even taking it a step further, I don't even think it's going to be Facebook and Instagram. As much as, as Meta have invested in NFTs, and, and now they're kind of second-guessing themselves on that, and they invested in the Metaverse, literally changed their name to Meta. Um, the reality is they are still a centralized company that still abuses and uses your information, your data and leverages you as a commodity. I think the disruptor that comes in is going to be somebody who actually understands what people really want, understands that people aren't okay with that kind of thing. and that's when the decentralized social media platform, I think will flourish. So we've still got a long way to get there, but um, but I I being say I'm, I'm in the happiest point of my life right now, Foo, because for the last probably 15 years, I've been talking about how AI is going to change marketing and entrepreneurship. And I'm like, man, it's going to change the world. It's going to change the world, and it just couldn't. Every year, I'm like, right, it's going to be the big thing for the following year, you know, like everyone because I make all my predictions, and and now finally, it's actually happened. <laughs> you know, like last year's prediction was, and again, AI is going to change the world. But this year, we're actually seeing that. We're seeing Chat GPT, where people can use this for, like I said, content creation, ideation, etc. We're seeing uh, DID where you have fully. Um, virtual avatars that speak they're they're like deep fakes, they're incredible you can use them on your websites and everything we see all image generation through Midjourney through Instant Art, through Blue Willow, all these different platforms where for free in most cases, you can create one of one custom artwork that you can use on your website, imagery and photorealistic imagery, so much more, and that's just scratching the surface of what's coming out, I think I'm testing at the moment about 17 different projects through OpenAI and Hugging Face and these are game changers for everyone. But it's because the technology is finally caught up with where we knew it was going to hit. So mark my words, NFTs and decentralization is on that same journey. Just like you said, maybe about five years away.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. No, I mean, it. it in the, there's the movement of like the no code, right? That is kind yeah. of being, being pushed. Now we can see it because like, AI is that interface to be like I can put text I can talk yeah. to you yeah. and now like oh like I saw like oh make me a website with this and this blah, blah. blah yeah. boom when you got a website that's functioning <laughs> right and, and, and oh, same, the, it's, one, it's,
1: one it's, of my favorite tools at the moment is Tome I don't really use it myself Tome sorry Tome um but it's literally you go in there and say I'm doing a presentation on ChatGPT and that's all you type. And the next thing you know, it's put together a full slide deck and all the content for you to talk about as well. Now, it's not customized to you and there's no stories in there and you've got to bring it to life. But it just blows me away that you can come up with something so quickly off one little command, off one little request
0: from it. It's insane. I love it. I mean, I that's why it's important to to listen to things like this, uh, to be like, hey, we're in the trenches, like we're testing these different things. We're talking with people that are very deep into like projects and stuff like like you Vince, yeah. and 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 be get 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 that into let me start consuming something so then i'm not like behind so you know i yeah. just want to say like thank you for for doing this i mean you give us so much information i know that i enjoy this conversation so thank you for for taking this time
1: Oh i'll say it's absolutely well first of all just hanging out with you as you know is so much fun anyway but it is an honor to be on him and i really appreciate that
0: no, yeah, no, I, I really appreciate you taking the time, really. So I know there's going to be people that are going to be like, I need to talk to this dude. So how can people find you?
1: Well, I make it super hard. No, I'm joking. I make it really easy for all of you. Just go to chasingtheinsights.com. That is my home of everything. It's where my podcast is, it's where my books are, it's where you can see my NFTs, uh, all these kind of things as well. So Go and connect with me there. You'll also see a bunch of links to where you can connect with me on social media. Highly encourage you to do so, unless you're a spammer. If you're a spammer, don't bother. I'm only going to be rude to you. Uh, but everyone else, I'm not rude at all. I don't buy and I love meeting new people. So book a free strategy call with me. Um, check out my chat, GBT for marketers book. I highly recommend that to all of you. And I'm completely biased, of course, because I wrote it. Uh, but yeah
0: yeah but but thank you and hopefully you you send all those links to uh my admin so that we get all this done here because this is very good information Mm -hmm. so um you know again just thank you all this information i look forward to um, i'm going to be in your podcast coming up i'm also a i am also I intend to not just this is not just like a podcast thing right it's just around a relationship that, that we're building so i'm excited to see where where we're we going because i mean i want to stay like you're so deep into it that i'm learning from you and and getting in and being able to probably maybe work on a, on a project together or, or getting something together it will be really cool i mean man you're doing something amazing I'm, I'm excited to keep following your journey and build this relationship even more likewise man likewise thank you so this was uh vince warnock and strategy foo and this is us signing off Thanks for listening to Moments with Foo with your host, Foo. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.